Hey, so I hope you've been doing really well these last few weeks. Um, currently, I am in my home office. Um, my home office is filled with plants, basically. Plants and records and books and um, somewhat of a, <laughs> of a messy desk. And um, the weather right now here in Atlanta is incredible. Um, I feel like it's making me very excited because I can just sense that we're really close to spring. I've basically the last few days been keeping all of the window blinds completely up to let in as much sunlight as possible. Um, I've been opening up the windows um, to get in fresh air, which has been really nice. And I just don't know what it is. It's something about sunlight. Even as a kid, I just really, really, I think when I think back on my memories of being a child, I remember just bursts of sunlight on Saturday mornings and music playing with my mom and um, just days just being free to do whatever. So I try to recreate that um, in my adult life by keeping windows open and, and things like that. And so this week I wanted to share a little segment that I want to call things that keep me well. Some of the things that have been keeping me well have been journaling. At the beginning of the year, I told myself that I really wanted to get back into my practice of consistent journaling and challenge myself to journal every morning or at least every day. Um, one, because I like to be able to look back on what's happened in my life and challenges and points of growth and exciting things that happened and be able to really relive that through the pages. Um, and then two, it's just a great way of being able to get out feelings, to be able to process things. I find that um, for me, once I write it down, like that's what it is. Like I can't, you know, if I'm going through something that's difficult, I can't really convince myself that that thing didn't happen in the way that I remember it or that it wasn't as bad as I remember it being because it's written down. So there's no way I can really change my mind about um, or convince myself otherwise, if that makes sense. Um, some other things that have been keeping me well, um, painting my nails. I paint my nails literally every weekend. I choose a different color every weekend um, for that week. And so this week I chose hot pink, although I'm not sure. <laughs> Now that I'm, I'm like literally looking at my hands right now, now that I'm looking at my hands, I'm like, I'm not sure if hot pink was really the vibe that I feel now. I usually kind of pick a color and then I'm like, okay, this feels, you know, like blue. I feel like blue right now. And so I picked hot pink. I think in the moment I was just feeling really excited because it was Saturday. Um, and so now I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's like a little bit too, too happy <laughs> of a color. Um, some other things that are keeping me well, I am trying my best to keep on schedule with a watering schedule for my plants. Um, I feel like any way that I can connect with nature um, just makes me feel better. And so a lot of times I'll take my dog Ginger out for walks, but I also feel like plants, the watering the plants, getting my hands into the soil um, things like that. It's just like another way for me to connect 
and feel like there's something I'm connected to something greater than than just myself. So this week, I really wanted to talk about sustainable practices and burnout. And both of these, I want to talk about them like outside, not even outside, but also in relation to life in general, not just work. I know when people talk about burnout, oftentimes our minds go straight to like um, workplace burnout. But I've recently had some things happen that have really made me um, reconsider, you know, this idea that bur- of, of burnout with in just the workplace kind of context. And so um, most notably, I feel like this has become a thing that I've had to remind myself of re- in regards to this podcast. I... I literally had planned to come out with a new episode every single week. And at one point I was just, I I realized like last week was just really crazy. And I realized it's just like, maybe it's not sustainable to come out with a podcast every single week. And um, I have to remind myself that like we can create at our own pace. I've been writing my five minute letters for over a year and a half and But what people don't know, though, is that before five minute letters, I actually used to write a weekly letter to subscribers and it lasted for maybe three or so months, if that. And it was mainly because as much as I wanted to continue it, it simply just was not sustainable. Like I didn't have the time to carve out writing, editing, like sharing something every single week. And then also too, like I always I didn't always have the inspiration or the right mindset to write something from week to week. For me with writing, um, I love writing. It's, I enjoy it so much, but I've told friends sometimes, like I just have writer's block and, um, and I don't even really call it, I guess writer's block is what most people call it. But for me, I don't even really consider it writer's block anymore. I really just consider it to be a point in time where I need to live a bit more life in order to have something meaningful to say. And so, you know, I spent so much time or have spent so much time beating myself up for quitting. I put strong quotes around quitting. But looking back now, especially with a bit of grace, I'm like, well, of course you didn't stick with it because you were overwhelmed. It wasn't sustainable. And I've had to really, especially with long form writing, me returning to it, like I knew from the get go that if I was going to commit to writing five minute letters that I would want it to be consistent, but I also knew that I had to make it work for me. And so that meant breaking rules that we've been told is quote, the way to go about things. You know, like when I feel like I've always been told that, you know, if you want to be successful in any kind of launch or blog, email newsletter, podcast, really just life in general, even outside of working or creating things, you know, I've been told that you have to be consistent. And I agree with that. Like we should be consistent, but I think we should also be clear about what that definition of consistent is. And I feel like oftentimes in the space of creating, 
artwork, content, anything like that. Consistent usually means posting every week, sometimes multiple times a week. It means being on all platforms at all times, uh, spinning multiple plates and never letting a single one drop. Um, we've been told that we like need to do this in order to stay relevant and in the forefront of people's minds. And I just, I literally told myself at one point, like, I am just like so tired. Like I'm tired of being given advice that's not sustainable, that's not actively contributing to wellness, that's that's actively causing burnout. And not just burnout again when it comes to creating, but in life. Like I'm tired of being told that there's only one right way to go about life. And I just find it to be exhausting. Um the list of how we're supposed to be is exhausting and long and oftentimes contradictory. And I'm seeing the same kind of light bulb moment with my friends. Um, and I'm really also sensing it kind of bubbling up within society. I've got a friend who is in a, at a point of pivoting her career. She loves the work that she does, like the actual work, but the politics around it is just exhausting. And so she's at a place where she's like, I need to figure out something else to do. And actually I'll read it because this message, this exchange was so good to me. She said, um, it's really empowering to have the awareness in your life to be like, I know someone's world in someone's world, a certain choice would make sense and be my next quote career move but I'm going to choose something different and be willing to be misunderstood because I don't need someone else's approval for my life choices. And I read that and I had to like put my phone down and just like sit and think on that um, because it's just, it's so true, it's good. And so my response was um, knowing that everyone else is playing the same game, but choosing to make up your own rules to your own game to make it work for you is really important. I've also just within my own family, you know, I've just seen people making pivots in their career. I've seen people and friends that I have who have just made really big shifts in how they move in their life outside of their career. I think that people are just really exhausted with having to go along with the status quo. And I've personally increasingly have been questioning whenever I bump, whenever I, I whenever I run into a um, kind of a, a status quo of how something is supposed to be, I've been more and more consistently interrogating that belief and really asking who does this benefit does this really benefit me or does it really benefit a corporation who wants me to do more work? Like who, where is this coming from? And is there truth to it? Is this something that I should still hold on to and, and try to um, sustain in my life? Or is this something that no longer serves me, my community, my family? Um, and so by doing that, I feel like I've been going through this process of adding and subtracting um, adding what really makes me feel safe, feel peaceful at ease and not in the sense of like 
this kind of toxic positivity or this um, this kind of way of life where I neglect the global circumstances or community care, but in a way that shifts the, that really shifts my attention away from the things that only solely benefit corporations and capitalism. Um, truthfully, like I've mentioned it before, but I'm, I'm really, really seriously on this path of, I am trying to actively divest. I feel like capitalism is something that sucks the soul out of everything. It waters things down. It waters art down. It waters um, people's uniqueness down in order to exploit and profit off of it. And I'm really trying my best to walk away from that. And in order to do that, that also means addressing the belief systems that I have that contribute to non-sustainable practices and burnout. So I could literally talk about that all day, <laughs> but I I, I want to say that I am really in a place where I finally am no longer comparing my work, my art that I create, my life choices um, to anyone else. I'm finally at a place where I no longer feel like I need permission to exist in the way that I want to exist. Um, and that's a really freeing place to be. It's also a really scary place to be at times because so many people are living a life that is very much um, in line, um, if that makes sense. And so to intentionally do things, make choices that work for me, but that may not work for or be, um, that may not be approved of by society at large. Um, that's kind of a little bit nerve wracking. It's like creating your own pathway, um, your own unpaved pathway when everyone else is going on, you know, the main road, the highway. So when I think about these podcast episodes, I really had to sit with myself and I had to tell myself and really ask myself, have a conversation with myself about what would it look like for these podcast episodes that I really do enjoy making? What would it look like to make them sustainable? What are the parameters that I need in place in order to prevent myself from being stressed out, burned out, um, and feeling like I'm consistently failing, um, which failure on its, on its own is, it's a whole other topic that maybe I'll talk about in a different episode. But, um, yeah, so I had to ask myself those questions, um, similar to with the five minute letters. And so what I've landed on is that um, I'll share new podcast episodes every second and fourth Monday. Um, some of them will be solo episodes like this. Some of them will be interviews. Um, but I feel like that's the best way for me to be able to do this. I really want to create high quality content. I feel like having taken the chance of five minute letters being shared only on first and third Fridays 
when I've been told by multiple people that if it's not being shared weekly, like you're not relevant, um, no one's going to pay attention to it. It's not going to be consistent enough for people to remember. Having went in the opposite direction of those and of those instructions and seeing that I've found that um, I have an even stronger following and even deeper connection with the people who are following. I get letters um, and responses so frequently from people who are just really connecting with the work and identifying with it and feeling seen and feeling heard um, and feeling understood. I have had people tell me that they go back to my letters regularly um, not just one and done, but they're coming back weeks later. They're rereading it through the week um, and thinking on it. Like I want my work to be that. Seriously, I have been searching. I feel like in a lot of ways, like I, I do consume a lot of content and I frequently have found that it is becoming harder and harder to find content that is not McDonald's, but like a, a five-star meal, <laughs> something that you want to slow down and savor. It's not just regurgitated um, kind of quick tips and tricks type of content. Um, things that are relate, like I feel are relating to what I'm going through that I feel are relevant to the times. Um, I, it's, it's, I feel like it's becoming increasingly harder to find that type of content. And I don't want to contribute to that by sharing one inconsistently, but also two, like sharing, you know, just low vibe, low quality work. Like I want to share things that mean something to me and that can mean something to other people. And in order to do that, in order to do that, I, it requires me that it's my creative process, but it requires me to slow down and to work slower, to create slower um, so that I can really sit and think and hear myself and um, hear my intuition. So the other thing too is I'll also add this is that I realized altogether that I can't talk about authentic wellness while I'm on a hamster wheel of creation, of content creation, of um, of anything, of a hamster wheel of anything, just mindlessly going. And so if I want to promote something like wellness, being well, divesting from these different functions of capitalism, um, then that's going to require me to actually live by what I say. So yes, yeah, so that's that's pretty much where I'm at right now. It's becoming increasingly more important to me, the older that I get, to really create safety within myself. I've been really fortunate that I have never really felt that my physical safety was in jeopardy. Um, but I have, you know, growing up, um, felt at times that I wasn't emotionally or, um, is really emotionally safe. And so I think there's a part of me that by creating constantly, 
by looking for that relevancy, by sometimes making choices that are in line with how the rest of society um, says that we are expected to live, even if it's not necessarily in line with my own values or what I want for myself. I think that there's a part of me that does that because I want to feel safe. And I think that that's probably the case for a lot of people. For me, I (laughs) have a habit of ruminating. I like to say that my mind is like an autobiographical film that's like constantly on play and replay. And so, you know, I will think through a situation over and over again. I'll play out potential scenarios. I'll think about what I should have said to that person in that situation that's already passed. And so recently I actually sat down and thought about like why that is. And I realized that the reason why I do that is because I don't feel safe. I I usually do it the most when I feel the least safe. And so I think that when we consider creating more sustainable practices for ourselves, and when we are in our efforts to avoid burnout, I think it's really important that we consider what does safety feel like for us as individuals. Um, I think that for many of us, we know the feeling, but to actually put words to it, I think it's really important. And so, you know, for me, um, safety feels like relaxed shoulders, you know, jaws, eyebrows. Um, It's not having racing thoughts that pass faster than I can process them. Um, I think oftentimes too, you know, it's really feeling a sense of ease. And I think it's important that we create a list of the conditions that we need in order to feel safe, both with ourselves and with others. You know, I I want to live a life in which I don't feel like there's any aspect of it that I want to escape from. Like, I don't want to feel any resistance to any area of my life. Not to say that I, like, I know that there will be conflict at times and hard times and things like that. But I I just don't want to feel that I'm just can't wait until Friday or I can't wait until this next thing. Or if this, when, once this thing passes, this other thing will be better. Like think, I don't want to live that way. And so I know that it's so important for me to, um, create the like figure out the parameters of safety so that way when I'm in environments where I don't feel emotionally safe or physically safe like I'll be able to identify it quicker so that I haven't reached a point where I look up and I'm like whoa like how did I end up here where I'm stressed out where I'm burned out where I'm feeling like I'm working towards something that is not ultimately I'm I'm building something up that's ultimately not what I'm looking for or needing in my life at this point in time. So I'm I'm currently working through that right now. Um, it is I usually have resistance to these things. 
<laughs> I find that I have resistance to the things that I need the most. I'm sure that's probably not just like an individual phenomenon, but like, I don't know why that is the case. Um, probably because I would guess that maybe subconsciously we know that whenever we do address something that has the potential to really shift our mindsets, that's like a scary unknown place to be at. And so I'm assuming that's probably what it is, but um, I'm, I'm currently writing through this. Um, I'm working on a piece right now um, of writing that's really helping me process this and figure out what it is that I really want and need and the parameters of feeling safe. And so that goes back again to, you know, I know that for me to feel safe with myself, um, safe in the sense of I'm not um, setting myself up for failure um, or falling below my own expectations by having unrealistic expectations of, say, sharing a podcast episode every single week, um, you know, by doing that, I can really be in a place where I can show myself some grace and um, really actually enjoy the things I'm doing, the places I'm going, the, the, the life that I'm creating. So this episode might seem like a ramble. <laughs> Hopefully not. I'm just really processing a lot of things. And I did, I, I felt like it was important to share. Um, so basically, I think that the core message of all of this is that you get to make choices for your life. You get to make your own rules, not to say your own rules with everything, because we do live in within the system and bills have to get paid. Responsibilities are to be had. Um, but it's important to know that you do have the power to make some choices. And some of those choices may seem really small, but be have huge consequences, positive consequences, um, impacts. And so you you have a choice. And I think that there is nothing wrong with slowing down for a second and determining what actually is for you and what is for others, what should be kept in your life and um, added to and what should be subtracted. Um, and so, yeah, I, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode, taken something from it. Um, and I'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, it would really mean so much to me if you would rate, subscribe, and share with others. Sharing the show with others will really help spread the message of authentic wellness, as well as just overall positivity, which the world could really use so much more of. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Bye.